The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, your ultimate weekly entertainment recap and review show. My name is Jamie Apps, and each week on the Commentary Booth, we guide you through the world of entertainment media via the content we've consumed during the week. Along the way, we provide you with insightful commentary and reviews. Typically, I would be joined by a rotating cast of co-hosts to help me guide you through to some of the hidden gems of movie and TV. However, we've received some tragic news in the Commentary Booth family this week, so I will be helming the ship solo for a very quick episode. I want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who has listened and my co-hosts for supporting me during the show in the last 62 episodes. The support for our show has been nothing short of incredible. We can't wait to keep building alongside you. As always, we are open to suggestions and feedback, so feel free to slide into our DMs. For this week's episode, I checked out a brand new movie over on Netflix, a fun comedy sitcom on Binge, and relived some childhood memories with an old school Nickelodeon game show. First up, I checked out the brand new Zack Snyder directed movie over on Netflix called Army of the Dead. This is a 2021 zombie heist movie starring Dave Bautista, Ella Parnell, Omari Hardwick, and Teo Rossi, who is perhaps best known as Juice from Sons of Anarchy. During this movie, a group of mercenaries plan to recover millions of dollars of lost money that is stashed within a Vegas casino safe after the city has been overrun by zombies. The team has a limited window before the now walled city is hit with a nuclear strike in order to eliminate the zombie threat. Overall, this is a very generic and ridiculous zombie movie, which is actually quite long at like two and a half-ish hours. Uh, and the emotional weight of, that the film attempts to sort of inject does not land at all. They really focus on strange moments to be like, oh, we're going to have this really emotional chat between two characters to try and add some levity or yeah just heart to the movie which doesn't really work i think it would have been better if they'd lent into the campy comedy aspect for example there is a zombie tiger in this movie which is really cool but again like just out of the blue like oh that's a i suppose that would happen in vegas when they get overrun by a zombie plague Another aspect of the movie which really sort of grinded my gears a little bit was Zack Snyder once again overusing slow-mo. He also overuses bokeh throughout the movie, so a lot of the scenes are... They have that very shallow depth of field where you are keyed in on focusing on only one thing because that is the only thing in focus. So that's... Again, 
I think trying to be very artistic, but not quite hitting the mark. In terms of the CG, there are some elements that look really great. There are others that just look cheap and tacky. The zombie makeup isn't isn't really anything spectacular. It's, yeah, kind of just run-of-the-mill dead people running around. I did like that they were the fast-moving, somewhat organized zombies rather than the boring, slow, brain-dead, lifeless zombie. Uh, Somewhat of a spoiler now, the ending does leave this movie open for a sequel. Whether we get that will be an interesting development. See how the response is, obviously, with my review. Probably not looking likely. However, I did do some research and found that there is already a prequel film in the works with filming ending in December, and that movie is going to be known as Army of Thieves, which from the sounds of it is going to focus more on the safe cracker that is part of the team in this one. So that will be that one could be a bit more interesting. I think I think I actually do want to see this prequel movie. But maybe without all the bokeh and slow-mo weird parts. There's also a spin-off animated series that has been announced, which is also coming to Netflix, called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. And that's apparently focusing on the early days of the zombie outbreak. Again, that could be very interesting. An animated show I'm pretty keen on. I've been liking watching a bit of animated shows recently. Um... Namely, Invincible really, really caught my attention this year. Also, on the research front, I found out that this project, Army of the Dead, has been in the making for quite a while. They first announced it in 2007. Apparently went through a lot of upheaval, changing in studios, changing of cast, directors, pretty much anyone involved. It wasn't until Netflix purchased the rights in 2019 they brought on Zack Snyder to direct and then we got Army of the Dead. So that's that one. Obviously not overly positive on this one, but I think if it wasn't two and a half hours, I would suggest checking it out. It's a fun weekend movie, but yeah, two and a half hours, some of the some of the choices make it a bit of a tough sell. The second thing I got to watch recently has been the series over on Binge, Young Rock, which is a US sitcom comedy focusing on the life and career of professional wrestler turned actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The sitcom is set in the year 2032 where Dwayne has begun running a campaign to become the President of the United States, which Sounds very cool. Who wouldn't love The Rock as the leader of the free world? Let's do it. So each episode with that premise features Dwayne partaking in an interview, which allows him to reflect on his life and how those particular moments in these stories made him the man that he is and got him to the point where he is in this storyline. Outside of Dwayne himself portraying current rock 
he has three other actors who portray him at various ages of his career. We have Adrian Grew as a 10-year-old, Rocky Johnson, or Dwayne Johnson. Rocky's his father. Can't get those confused. Then we have Bradley Constant as a 15-year-old Dwayne Johnson. And probably the most notable is Uli Latukafu as an 18 to 20-year-old Johnson. As an Australian wrestling fan and a wrestling fan in general, I did enjoy this series. I would like to have seen it feature more of his wrestling career. But I also did enjoy seeing a couple of Aussie wrestlers pop up with some cameo roles in the first couple of episodes. We had Matthew Ferrelli, a.k.a. Matty Warburg, popping up as Ric Flair. We also had Brian Gamage, who's perhaps best known as Caveman Ugg on the Australian scene. He was in there as a independent wrestler known as The Gull. In April this year, they renewed this series for a second season, so hopefully with that second season, we will get more of The Rock as The Rock in his wrestling career, with these episodes being a fun 30-minute, nice quick watch. I think wrestling fans will sort of really revel and enjoy the easter eggs and the cameo appearances uh, and general wrestling fan uh, general entertainment tv fans i think will enjoy the heartwarming series so and stories so let's see where where this show goes um there's still a few episodes to come on binge but so far i think we're about five episodes in and i'm i enjoy it i like having that sort of weekly 30 minute hit that's a nice, quick, easy, enjoyable watch. And then the nostalgic hit that I've been enjoying is The Legends of the Hidden Temple. I think a lot of people my age, mid-30s, will remember this show from the days of Nickelodeon in the n- mid to late 90s, 93 to 95. So probably early to mid-90s rather than mid to late. Uh, and they, I went back to this purely after the reboot was announced so they're bringing legends of the hidden temple back it's going to be more aimed at adults so capturing the attention of people my age for that nostalgia hit it's going to be on the cw network in the u.s and hopefully on the paramount plus streaming service here in australia Uh, the show have they've said that the show is going to be a supersized adult upgrade So what that suggests to me is it's going to be more along the lines of a Wipeout Ninja Warrior type show, but they have also confirmed that we will get the main elements of what made Legends of the Hidden Temple Legends of the Hidden Temple. We'll get the moat for the first round, we'll get the blue barracudas, the orange iguanas, the green monkeys, red jaguars, they're all coming back, we're all getting all of that. We're getting the steps of knowledge. We're getting the temple games. So I think that is the key element of where this adult supersized upgrade is coming. We're going to get sort of bigger games, crazier games. And then the temple, the temple itself is coming back. And again, this will probably be much more strenuous and difficult tasks rather than the Legends of the Hidden Temple original temple was really quite a simplistic game. It wasn't difficult to get through. 
And my other big hope is that they bring back Kirk Fogg to host. You got to keep Kirk. You got to keep Olmec. Um, and then I'll be a happy kid. So yeah, as I said, this is just a quick episode this week. Unfortunately, we've had some bad news, so we will be back in our regularly scheduled program next week, and then we'll hopefully be back into our regular rotation of cast members. But for me, this weekend, this week, my top recommendation for the week is the Legends of the Hidden Temple, purely for the nostalgia hit, purely because it's in the news. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow me on social media at Jamyaps Media and at Pario Magazine. Flick us a like, flick us a message, and in the comments of this episode, leave something heartwarming for our cast members. Just a nice little message of love and support. I think there's a couple of them that could really use it. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamyaps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our new magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash media. The following people have supported at the publisher level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Tracy Epps.